this last play. Bill Chambers, ball to the back, kick by Redmond. Mark, 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 Rowan. They were 0-6, they're in the eight. They need a Mark Rowan, Hunt flies, Pedersen couldn't grab it. McDonald tackled, can he get boot the ball? Oh, he's done it to McDonald. You genius. Welcome to League Team, boys. How exciting was last weekend's footy? I mean, that was amazing. You just flicked off one over to the other and went, another ripping contest. I was hoping we'd rehash the tips of last week. I was on fire last week. What'd you get, two? Yeah. No, no, I got seven. You did not. I got seven. It's all potluck anyway. I mean, a couple of close encounters helped me. <laughs> what's our, what's our chance of getting a similar sort of round to last week? I mean, those finishes, elite footy. I mean, mm. there's been the debate about whether it's... Great football, but mm. it's tight football. It's a great contest. A b- yeah. Great contest. And no I think that the good thing about Al is no one's talking about the poor games because there's, the scores are so close. Mm. Even there's a couple of games I think we've all done that you sort of have moseyed along and then all of a sudden the end. So it's fantastic from a media point of view that yep. no one's talking about you know, the, the poor games. I reckon what a lot of games are coming down. There's a lot of discussion around tactics and I think that's a given. You know, how you handle the moment, all that sort of stuff. But a lot of this stuff is coming back to pure talent. Yeah, Gary Rowan wins a one-on-one contest. Yeah, Tommy McDonald stands up in a tackle. It might have been a poor tackle, but when you're in these close games, I think that's a really big factor now. Pure talent. Yeah, one-on-one contests. Um, there's a Just lot this, of that. Lot of that competition, happening. as you're saying. We've got the graph will come up a little bit later in the show for something else. But rounds, uh, you know, rounds one to, to six, there were some some dragaway teams which were really taking the competition by storm. Rounds seven to fourteen, seven matches, the best performed team, Sydney Swans. Sydney Swans. Yep. Yep. And oh, fair enough, Brisbane Lions have only won one in that time. The next worst performed team has won three. Yeah. It's a really even comp yep. over the last seven seven rounds of and footy. I it's those big moments, yeah. though, as you're saying. Well, the big moments. This is the first year, I reckon, five minutes has meant so much in a game of footy. If you're 24 points down, it used to be lights out. Yeah. But yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now you can win by 10 points. Well, yeah. you can't slow the game down, can you? I mean, it's really hard to change the momentum of the game and take control again of the of the speed of the game. Well, it's, they're so well schooled in yeah. how to... How to get you out of the mode you want to play. There is a big question this weekend. I don't know whether he is going to have his heart in the Swannies or the Ds. Who are you going for? The Paul Roos Cup. No, I think that even the Swans... I did a thing for Melbourne uh, website. I think even the Swans people would not... No, it wasn't. How many (laughs) cashies did you get this week? Imagine it was a Swans-Melbourne grand final. The cashies he'd be racking up. You're like Parker. You haven't been to an ATM for about six years. (laughs) Six or seven years. He's still got a hole in the backyard, is he? (laughs) Um, No, I think even the Swans people... The last club you're with, I mean, obviously that's the club you're... You know, you're most wedded to. If your stamp's still there. Yeah, your stamp's still there sort of thing. So, look, I think it's going to be a great thing. I think the other thing, um, as we go on the Melbourne-Sydney game, I think what Melbourne have done is a little bit similar to what the Bulldogs did last year. Just that depth of talent. And it, yep. and it just shows you how important your recruiting department is. I mean, what Jason Taylor, Todd Viney have done with, with the list, obviously a lot of other people involved, turning 30 players. But the depth now, if you look at the players they've got out, yeah, Hogan's been out for a while. Watsy's out again. Brayshaw's a, an early pick. Uh, Nathan Jones out. But you can see the depth that they've got now. Similar to Bulldogs last year, Probably Sydney's list is a little bit different. They don't have the depth of talent. So they were 0-6 and six at the start of the year. 
they're different. Now yeah. they've got their best players. But that's self-made too. You yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I agree. You pay, yeah. you pay yeah. two blokes yep. each no, 100%. year around a bit over $2 million yeah. for the two of them. Uh, that's self-made. And I reckon that's the thing. You've got one team that's got really good depth that's been able to cope with injuries, the other team that couldn't, but now has got their best players back. And, well, their players and are playing, starting to come back. Yeah, and, players and, playing well. And they're probably, yeah, as you're saying, they haven't got the numbers, but their young talent yep. is elite talent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we yeah. forget Mills is 18 months into his career. Heaney's only 12 months older. Yeah. Yeah. They're elite Hewitt. talent starting to come through, and I think that's been the thing. And I suppose you look at that first six weeks where they were so disappointing, and even contested possession, they were ranked 17th in competition. The last seven weeks, they're number one. So yeah. Sydney have got their game back up and going. Now, they're very reliant on their, their experienced players to raise the bar, but they're young talent yeah. now. Like Mills, it's a lot easier for Mills if he's got Jack next to him. With yeah. McVeigh back in the side this year, um, this week, he's, he, it's a lot easier for him to play great footy. I reckon Melbourne are the most dangerous team at the moment in the comp because Gorn went out, Pedersen went to the ruck, Watts switched his role. We know he's not in the team at the moment. They had a mode that way, didn't they? Yeah. Now, now Tom McDonald bobs up yeah. and kicks five. He can go back forward. Oscar's down holding his fort. So they're, they're predictable to themselves, but unpredictable to the opposition yeah, in think, a way. I think, I mean, there's another two outs. I mean, you've got Jeffy Garland, who's had a terrific season. Salem's had a terrific season as well. So they've got to cover two more. Wagner comes in, who's played that halfback role. He'll probably just slide in Salem, and White's a halfback too. So I suspect whether Bernie Vince goes back into the midfield will be will be interesting. And you mentioned, Kira, uh, you mentioned Jared McVeigh coming back yeah. in, and Zach Jones. I mean, they're some pretty important ins for Sydney because Jones is the... The speed, and, and Jared McVeigh could slot into halfback. He's their real distributor off halfback, gets him into really good spots. But they really need Zach, Zach Jones yeah, playing speed. well. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's sort of got to get it minimum 24 times a game because when he's involved with that amount of play, he's carrying the ball at quick pace. You, you were saying, Ruzi, about, um, like, uh, oh, it might have been you, Dicko, saying, like, if they win this weekend, Melbourne... They get into that bracket, and I think we are talking on the show uh, last Sunday, where they're genuine contenders. The, the fact that, and you, as you're saying, they've got the numbers. They're not reliant on Nathan Jones going in and just no. destroying opposition teams. They're depth of talent. And I just see like, someone like Christian Petrarca as, as a player... Just imagine a powerful bull that can go into the midfield, can kick multiple goals. I think in September he could rip games apart. Well, I think they finished top two, yep. looking at it. Like... They're so dangerous and they lose personnel, but they still win games. Do you of reckon footy. they can clock up that many? I reckon they can clock up that many looking at their draw. And what they've done so far this season, I think they've kicked themselves out of a couple of games as well. They've so been in every game. They have. Mm. Yeah. On yeah. the odds, though, on the odds, I and mean, we just talked about how even the competition yeah. is. They won four in a row. And not that they you have to lose or not that you have to win. It's hard to string. It Five, is. Yeah, six, I agree. seven, eight wins in we a row. We saw Adelaide and everyone said how they're going to be. I think, the, yeah. I think at least for this weekend, um, they're probably the two form teams in the competition. So you look at Sydney, how they've got back into form. It's on the back of talent. But as I said before, just desperation acts. You know, really good individual, you know, committed contests. And they're back to that type of footy. You see here, Grundy just you know, charging back into the, into the pack. Yeah, fantastic here. This is young Callum Mills you're talking about. Oh, yeah. That's a um, great mark. Yeah, just the ability to, you know, Heaney's work rate. Heaney was at that thing, work, work back in. So sometimes it's pretty simple. The harder you go, the harder you work. And, th and this, that's why the, the Swans, have, who've got a history of doing it, have really got back in some good form. Yeah, I might ask you quickly, because the Melbourne chat's obviously um, pretty prevalent right now. A team like Melbourne, you look at the Bulldogs last year, young, nothing to lose, 
all the way forward. Are they have that mindset, the Melbourne team, in the young group? Oh, look, I, I genuinely think you, they don't actually think like that. I mean, when like Goody even said this week, they're, they're the same team as they were four weeks ago, but every game you're getting confidence. But they're still a developing team. doesn't mean you can't win it. And we saw that with the Bulldogs last year. I mean, even Hawthorne in, in 08 were a bit of a yep. sort of a developing team. So it's more around your habits. I think the danger is this year is what we're seeing with younger teams is there is that little bit of a drop-off. I think the, the beauty of the competition now for teams like, and we'll talk about Richmond, Melbourne, you know, even those teams that are around the eight, is the top ends come back. There's yep. no doubt about that. Yep. The top Speaking end has come back. And, and, and that gives those teams some real hope. And speaking of top end, the Doggies get their number one top end back. They get their captain, Rob Murphy. He comes back, which will lighten the load down back for the, the I suppose, the ball usage, the running brigade coming out. Yeah, I think it'll be fascinating. I think there's a lot of, been, a lot of talk about Johansson uh, being tagged. It's a lot harder to tag Johansson if you've got Murphy and Johansson yep. off half back. Yeah, because as we know, Bob, they're a little bit different. Bob's still sneaky, sneaky quick. Johansson's quick, quick. Mm. Bob's sneaky quick. But but Bob's ball use is... <laughs> sneaky quick. He's sneaky quick. I always like those so, he, so he's slow, but you no, 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 no. <laughs> When he's running away with the footy, he goes... Nya, nya. No, no, no. The blokes that don't look as quick, but they never get caught. That's, <laughs> yeah. They're sneaky quick. They never get tackled, never get caught. Now, we, got that, we, we have to say as well, that nugget that we just got delivered by our, our statistician, uh, Jacob... Johansson, when he wasn't being tagged, were number one for moving the ball from defensive 50 into forward 50. Since he's been attempted to, bashed up and tagged, they've gone to number 12. So you seize him up... And, and you and I were chatting off air and said that's perhaps one of the reasons why you don't pay that type of player $750,000 Well, year. look, and I'm a fan. And, and, and we all are. Yeah, but, but, that's, but they're that's the, the cream on the player. top. You need those players to win grand finals. You, yep. you build teams around Bontempelli, um, around um, Prittis, you know, around the, the inside. You know, yeah. the, jo- uh, Josh Kennedy, Kennedy, Josh yeah. Kennedy. And you add players like Johansson. You need them to win, but you don't build your team around them. So when you get to a certain level, they become unbelievably important. But they're not worth yeah, the same amount as those, those key forwards, Selwoods and the Dangerfields yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, the thing I felt was fascinating last week watching the Doggies play because they're a team that's relied a little bit on tricks as well as hardness. Last week, they went back to six on six. They went yeah. really said, our ball use hasn't been great. They wanted to even up the contest, and there's a really good example here. You can see this is a stoppage. Now, traditionally, the Bulldogs would have been happy to leave three or four of those guys at the stoppage. They've pulled them all away, and they've said, no, nah, we're going to make sure we engage every single um, Kangaroos player. And this happened at both ends, mind you. So now you've got 6v6, which then allows you to do what you want. You can handball, you can dump kick it in, you know, and here they are, this uh, handballing exercise where they're able to run it through, as you can see what happens here. But every Kangas player was engaged. And as a result of what they did, traditionally they're a a handball kick team. They're a kick handball team. I thought it was a really good adjustment by Luke Beveridge, a a team that hadn't been going that well. And they equaled the numbers up, which was was good. Well, sometimes you've got to take that step back. And Beve said... We've got to try something. Um, one thing about the, the way they played off halfback as well, like you can't have your one-wooders Johansson the whole time. So no. you've got to be able to spread that load. And Toby McLean through the middle of the ground, like we talk about Libba not being in the team. He has 26 last week and stands up. So you're a developing team. You just want a flag. you just got to have a few more uh, irons in the bag. Um, if you're going to 
try and deliver again once again this year. Yeah, a couple of big outs, Prittis and Hearn out too, uh, Derm for, for oh, the yeah. Eagles, particularly Hearn. How's I mean, Prittis Hearn, out too? What's that? I think Prittis is a general soreness, uh, <laughs> which is we've had some fascinating outs. But um, ingrown toenail, we've had that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rested, but they're they're big outs. Um, I mean, it probably doesn't hurt him as much now with Sammy Mitchell there, but yep. Hearn's a big out, Al, I reckon. Well, just that uh, leadership across halfback and, and certainly Prittis for the midfield, as you said, Mitchell, Mitchell's there, but they they need Hearn. He, he's a really important player just structurally. I mean, they've got some good players down there, but he sets up offensively so he well. Does, he get, he get, the facts will show you he turns the ball over. He's got a few turnovers against his own, but that's because they give it to him so much. They say to him, you take the risk. You pick the, you, you put the ball through the eye of the needle. Yeah. And he takes that risk. And he's and if he misses, turns it over, he's not the kind of goes, oh, I won't be trying that again. He still does it for the team. So the stats stack up against him in that regard. But I reckon they will they, seriously miss him they, over I, here. They will miss him. Yeah. Uh, talking talk about older players. And Drew, Drew Petrie's role since he's crossed over oh. from West Coast, I mean, he's played... A handful of games, and I've seen a couple of the West Coast games. In particular, say last week, you know, he's kicked four goals and uh, had a bit of the ball. I think it was 19 disposals in those four goals, eight marks. About three weeks ago, he did something similar. They went down to the Gold Coast okay. Suns at Metricon Stadium. He was the only target yeah. that looked like giving the um, the West Coast Eagles a chance in the forward half. Yeah. The way he's launching himself at the ball, having a look. I think you were with me up there at Metricon. I had a look at the, his hand. His hand's a mess mm. where he's had that operation. Yeah. There's cuts all through it. There's lumps mm. all over the place. Do you know place. what he's been, he's Alan? He's been one of the more predictable forwards in the last 15 years. Because even That's when he's playing poorly, he presents, he brings... He doesn't play any other way. Yeah, than he comes at it, Stock standard, he? comes at the ball, jumps every... So even if he's having a bad day, at least... The other forwards know exactly where the ball's going to go. It's going to—he doesn't get out marked. Yeah. When he has a good day, it's—it's it's a four or five. Goal I think every key backman, when he retires, when he's going to go, when they go through their list of players, I say this bloke was this bloke was brilliant. I think they'll look at Drew Petrie and say, "Yeah, champion." Gee, he kept you honest. Yep. He made yeah, you play made, a yeah, game. Yeah. So you, you're big into the Eagles. Pressure over the last. Well, their pressure's been enormous, and I think that helps Drew Petrie as well, along with Lewis Jetta. He's been outstanding now that they're getting on the outside. But the way they've come back after the bye, I think that's a real change to the way West Coast are yeah, attacking this. Yep. So, yes, Kennedy's not there. So if we can put enough heat through it's the middle... It's a brand there now, isn't it? It is a brand. Yeah. And it's an exciting brand because they're getting their opportunities on the scoreboard. Talk about Petrie. Darling probably not stepping up like we think he might. But it's allowing that outside run, which is what West Coast needed in the oh, first half. I agree, half of the I think the last two games... Now it's, Eagles fans would be a little bit disappointed at the loss. But we're saying the Demons are going f fantastic. Mm. So mm. I wouldn't be too disappointed if I was an Eagles supporter at the moment. I reckon they've found a brand, and I reckon if they keep doing that round the footy, they could, they could start to go up the ladder. Massive game after the break, boys. We'll talk about the Magpies and the Hawks. Magpies got them last time. Seems like only yesterday that the uh, yeah, Magpies yeah. ran down the Hawks at the MCG on a wettish night. They were forty odd points up, Dicko, and they forty three. Forty three couldn't keep them at bay, could they? Couldn't run with them after halftime. They couldn't. Collingwood uh, were all over the shop with the ball, and then it was like 
Bucks flicked a switch in the second half and said, just attack, go through the corridor, trust your kick. And then it started opening up and then the floodgates just went. Ended up winning by 18 in the Elliot end. Elliot and Varco uh, back. Uh, Pies midfielders, 132, 133 possessions last week in a losing game. 133 between Pendlebury, Sidebottom, Adams and Trelaw. They've got they a got fair a, bit of the nurry. And they've got a reason, reasonable cook from uh, their former skipper, Tony Shaw, as well. Mm. Calling on the crabs. I think the thing is, though, if you look at... <laughs> he called on the crabs. He went, going sideways. Going sideways. Yeah, yeah. he did. Not, not the way Dunstall describes yeah, players. He might have dressed it up. He's a crab. But I think yeah. if you look at what their role is, probably apart from Trelaw, who's quickish... Yeah, most powerful. of them, most of them are going to be around the contest and aren't going to go. For the, I mean, Elliot's a big in now. He's not through the midfield. Varco's not in Derm. So, I mean, he's the other one that Varco, Wells, and Elliot are the speed guys. Mm. Unfortunately for Collingwood, Varco and Wells are still out. But but you can't. I don't know whether you can be critical of your midfield when their role is yeah you know, to win stoppages, yeah. get it, and it's really up to the periphery guys to add add speed. At which stage they don't have a lot of those guys in, in the team. I apologise for saying Varco back yeah, here, Elliot yeah. back. But you've yeah. got to do that within the game. Yeah. So you've got to recognise that Port, they're making us go sideways. So how do we get around that? That's when you put those periphery guys like you're talking about. So I didn't think they did that last week. So they didn't get banged for buck. When you can go wide, you can spread them. They just couldn't get through Port well enough. And that's where someone like Hoskin Elliott can give that class on the outside. You've yeah. had a bit to do with him in GWS. Mm. He's, a, he's a nice runner mm. on the outside. and Yeah, certainly that's where Varko... When you're talking about Johannesson, that's yeah. the role they play. Sort of come on the outside quick and get it from and the I th- But I think that's situation. why they're, they're so hard to judge the pies. Because if you look at the teams that are either going up the ladder... Or, or the benchmark teams, a la you know the Premiership teams, they've they've got speed. Johansson, Murphy off half back. Richmond are going up the ladder with speed in their in forward, the forward half. Yeah. There's, there's just the way Collingwood set their team up yep. is just not a blueprint at necessarily for that success. Well, if you're a, if you're a reasonable scoring forward line and you are in reasonable nick as a forward, you're looking at their back seven that they're going to play through there, and you're probably looking at saying, give me an opportunity. I'll do all right. Is well, that here. what they've done now? You know, because you know they've been crabbing sideways and haven't had that confidence. I still can't get over you saying. <laughs> I reckon Shorey meant a little bit of that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. But then, Mason Cox has had a good game in the twos. Yeah. So he's kicked a bag of goals. He's been named as at, one at of least. The years, but... He's a reference point. Yeah. So he's seven foot tall. You can just come out of the middle and you can bang it. So it yeah. can be a dump kick to make a contest. And then obviously with Elliot up there, that gives you a bit of class that he can either jump on uh, Cox's head or crumb around the, the front. I of think well. most so, teams, Dick, are going to try and set up against the Hawks that way, a real tall forward because they're two blokes that they can select as six foot five backmen are desperately young. Yeah, Yeah. and Stratton comes back in as well. Yeah, Stratton's a good in. He's a good in. He's got good closing speed. But you're surprising how Elliot can straighten them up. Yeah, Yeah, we saw some vision a month ago or when just before he went out, the structure. So Darcy Moore... Uh, they just play well, a better freed role. freed up Darcy Moore it did. a lot. Like, yeah. Elliot becomes the focus. And they always bet they're only forward 50 tackling. Mm. I agree with Cox. Mm. I mean, at some point, you've got to stand for something. Now, he mightn't be able to tackle, but at least he straightens up a la Absolutely. Drew Petrie. The Hawks pressure, though. That was as good as I'd seen yep. them play last week. They almost sort of like, looked like they changed their game style a little bit. We were talking about... I mean, you'll go through their uncontested marks, but just this chase down, well, you yeah. know, by by how, which which we hadn't seen a lot of real around the ball pressure and chase down tackles. Yeah, the previous week they allowed overlap runs, so they do get out here, Adelaide. But what's 
see come into screen. The yep. player comes in for that frontal pressure. He had to stop. Great and that's effort. exactly what Charlie had. He had to stop and go around. So how got, got a fingernail on him, all of a sudden turns over. And then you get the generals in the back line. Yeah. Virtual didn't waste the ball. So that little bit of added uh, nous, which they're renowned for, the Hawks through the middle of the ground, turned over, got them the ball back, and they built from there. But that's where Collingwood... They found their in halfway through the mm. game last time. They won't find that same in. They'll get that frontal pressure this the time. The thing is, with the Hawks' last two wins, Clarkson's had a big win on both occasions against Horse Longmire and against Pikey in the coach's box. I reckon if, if they're all being honest, they'd say he won the coach's box battle. I think, I think Collingwood win this. Collingwood should win this. If Hawthorne win... Clarkson will have won in the coach's box. And we hear all this talk. Some people say, how do you make... I've heard Mike Sheen, respected journalist, talking about earlier in the year, not all that long ago, how do we manage Buckley's exit and whatever. I don't want to go into that at all. I think Buckley will probably coach again next year. I hope he does. Damn good bloke, damn good citizen, wonderful person. Brilliant for that football club. But this will go a long way because I reckon... Whoever wins, wins the coach's box. Because both teams are deficient in areas. Yep. You know, at either end of the ground, Collingwood is not perfectly set up. Same with the Hawks. And they've got holes pretty well everywhere where their list is at the moment. But they've got some great players still. So whoever can utilise their best advantage, take down the opposition's strength and still supply their best advantage winning, wins the coach's box... And if Bucks knows that before going in, this is going to have a major impact mm. on his future. To, to his credit last time, uh, that first half was awful. And he was as composed as you've ever seen a coach in the box. Everyone around him, Eddie included. Oh, I think they'd got the red pen out. Right, that gone. But he, he's, he won that coach's battle because that's, he turned it around in that second half. So make no mistake, he's a, he's a very good coach. Mm -hmm. and, and he's very well structured. He'll come in with the right game plan. But they're coming up against the Hawks who... I was, I was supplied the opposite. Is he flexible enough? If if he comes in with the right game plan, does he have to just be stoic and say, this is what I will win with, or can he be malleable on the run? I, I personally believe he's a better coach this year than he was last year. I think he's coming around towards that development as a coach. Um, and the best part about uh, this game is the Hawks won't give them. They learn... They never, they never fall for the same trick twice. So he's coming up against a side which... He's not going to give him what he it's got last time. It's an intriguing match It is. It's an intriguing game. It's one of the yeah. matches mm, of the it round. It is, yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the next one now, Carl. Oh, just on that, too, yeah. if Clarko does lose that battle, yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't punch himself in the head like he did against Port Adelaide. Uh, he lost against Port Adelaide one day, and he was that annoyed with himself. He, he gave himself that one and <laughs> half concussed himself in front of the group. And fell down. And the only bloke that laughed <laughs> was Campbell Brown. <laughs> so, hey, you, you want a game next week, don't be laughing at the coach. Carlton, we'll take on, yeah, Carlton take on Adelaide. Tom Lynch, the lead-up forward, has been ruled out with a viral infection. That happened on Wednesday. Charlie Cameron, he didn't train with his wrist, but he's been named as an out as well. Yep. And Andy Otten. Perhaps the best season of Andy Otten's career omitted mm. as well. They take on Carlton at the MCG. I've got the feeling Carlton like playing in open, wet conditions, that it's a bit blustery <laughs> and everybody gets taken back to the pack. They've had a couple of wins against the yeah, grain in those types of conditions. They have. And do they, do they... I mean, obviously, um, Bolts is out of the Hawthorne coaching factory, essentially. Do they try to adopt the same game plan as Hawthorne took to Adelaide last week? I think they have to. Um, the way, apart. absolutely. Uh, I think 
uh, Hodgie's audio last week summed up exactly what was happening yeah. well, back and around. They're set up similar anyway. I mean, yeah. you're looking at Do- uh, Doherty and Simpson rotating wing half mm. back. They so like they're, they're very conservative when their ball Birchall. use. Virtual Hodge. Yep. Very conservative, Carlton, with their ball use. Um, yeah, down back. I thought both teams were a bit disappointing last week. I mean, obviously different stages. One we're talking about at the pointy end, and I thought the Blues were a bit disappointed. I mean, the question about Adelaide is, is going to continue to be around their midfield, which was, I think, the, the question going in. And then probably when you look at the numbers, they don't have those midfield rotate. Oh, Matt Crouch, I love. And so the three main midfielders, they're, they're good midfielders. It's not a criticism of that. I like the game of Hugh Greenwood. I think it's really important that they something. develop. The problem you've got with Matt and Brad Crouch, though, and to a certain degree Rory Sloan, a little bit different, they have to be in and around the ball. You know, but So it's hard to play a Matt Crouch, Brad Crouch, half-forward wing. Yeah. That's why their numbers are so high. And I reckon when they, when they struggle, it's when they lose contested ball and they just don't have a number of, enough players to rotate through that area. Do, do well, you, I reckon, sorry, do, do you select guys at the table and think he can only play on the ball. We can't have too many only play on the ball type players today. Like, like Miles, say, at Richmond. He's an only play on the ball type player. Yep. Should be getting a game in league footy. And I think the other one, and I believe he's been playing really well, is Scotty Thompson. So that's why yeah, you yeah. can't... It's very hard to add Scott he's Thompson same, to that mix. because So he's their Adelaide. Well, he has to be in the midfield. It's Andrew Swallow at, at North. He has to be in the midfield. So that pushes probably Sloan out. It's very hard to push Matt and Brad Crouch out because they're, they're in and around the ball. They're accumulators more so than mm. explosive, you know, Paddy Dangerfield-type yeah. players. So, so I think when they get into trouble, it's a little bit around their lack of speed and depth in their midfield. Yeah, so there, since that North Melbourne loss, as you said earlier, um, Adelaide were flying. It was how many games they're going to lose all year. But uh, since that time, the, the three players that really stand out, they've been clamped. Obviously Sloan, but yep. the other three, Laird, Smith and Charlie Cameron. Yep. Mm. And once again, like you're saying with Collingwood, they're your half-back, yeah. outside runners class. So you've got the Crouches and the Sloans inside doing their stuff, but your speed is on, is on the outside. Your speed is being clamped. Yeah. And we're seeing that week in, week out, the half-backs have been jumped on. So and, and talk us about the, the, the ball movement. I was just going to say that, yeah. Digger, because if you're conservative with your ball movement against Adelaide, and that's Adelaide. hard to do, but if, Digger, if you're conservative, you do often take those bad turnovers out and take those players out of the game. Yeah, you'll see this. Once he marks, look at the cue. Doesn't look down the line, which when you're out of the exit of the defence, look at that cue. He's going inside all day, every day. And we spoke about the back and around. So with Adelaide, you just got to spread Adelaide. We know how good they are at forward half intercepts, turnovers and score. Last week, their career low was 13. So that ball stops there. The Hawks just think their way through it. They go back around the other way. So yep. it's about being patient with the ball. If you're patient, you control it. You're going to give yourself every look. Having a look this weekend, the uh, Dockers are going to have a real good look at it. Big Sandy's back. Yeah. And also Nat Fife. And uh, Rossi was saying he might be playing him full-time up forward this weekend. Yeah, if there's two players that change the mix of a side, I mean, oh. Sandler's <laughs> and Fife. Uh, yeah, and that's going to be the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, Sandler's changes the look of your own stoppage setup and the opposition stoppage setup. So you've, you know, if, you, if you're St Kilda, you've been having a look at um, you know, the other Ruckman over the last three or four weeks. 
you could throw that out now. So then you've got to go back five weeks ago or six weeks ago when Sandland played. Kid plays. Darcy was all right, though, no, in his good, first game, good, wasn't he? very yeah. different to, to Sandland. So you, it's just the stoppage set I'll tell you so one thing about the boy Darcy. Different. He's had one game. He won six clearances yeah. from his own ruck work, which put him in the top ten for clearance players <laughs> per average per game for the season. He's right up there with the best. Yeah. You know you were talking about the coach. This is fascinating for me because... Last week we thought Geelong was just going to absolutely run over the top of Fremont and they shut yep. it down. So St Kilda haven't quite convinced us this year that you know they can really take hold of a game. They had the chance against North and didn't yeah. do it. Last week against Gold Coast, they, they were solid, they at, were best. solid yeah. at best. So this is their opportunity because Fremantle, they've got plenty of tricks now. They've got midfielders that can roll through. We know Walters can do it, so their options are there. So this is fascinating for me. To well, they've see got a whole new look to them. They've got four debutants, and most of them are still playing now. Yeah. So they've got a whole new look about them. Well, I think Frio's effort, though, going back to the contest, I mean, when your senior players are prepared to do it, and there's some really good examples last week, and, and this one involves Lockie Neal, but most teams we've seen this year that have been under pressure haven't played really good footy, Geelong included, what, three or four weeks ago. Their mode was, let's just get back to the ball. Get back yeah. to the ball. Get back to the ball. Your better players not taking... Not taking punts, not running forward of the ball. It might be one effort, it might be two efforts, it might be three efforts. And Frio, like most teams, when they're hard at the contest and when they, they get numbers and they're relentless and they tackle, I mean, was it three, four years ago? They, was, they were yeah. the best in the, yep. in the competition yeah. doing it. They've gone away, yeah, young players, rebuild, all those reasons. But I think if they get back to the ball, and if St Kilda do, because they've been really good at it too, Dick. Yeah. And I, I've liked St Kilda. They're probably... Why they've dropped a little bit behind Melbourne is probably Melbourne's consistency now around that they're just more consistent. St Kilda have dropped off, but still their best St Kilda has been, been very it good. It has been very good. Just probably a little bit of less class on the outside. Yeah. Sorry. That's, That's what's all exciting right. about St Kilda. They've been extremely exciting this yeah. year, St Kilda. So I'm raising the bar. I want to see more. So we saw what they did and, against and I reckon, the Giants. you've talked about Jack Billings too. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I reckon... <laughs> You, oh, sorry, you, you discussed it in relation to their midfield, which was because they need his kicking skills. They need his coming I reckon it's starting to middle. come now. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm about to get dragged out of here if I don't get to a brush. <laughs> Jump in quicker. Yeah, yeah Suns and Roos up next, and also the Bombers and the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Back of my head. Hey, Robbo. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you going, buddy? Uh, Gold Coast take on North Melbourne. I feel like we're in a movie. The wedding's back on. Gazza's 300. <laughs> yeah. The wedding's back on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. we all get to celebrate the great career that no, is. 10,000 records got delivered to his doorstep <laughs> from last Couldn't week. Couldn't be used. <laughs> two, two weeks ago. He hasn't had the same yeah. publicity this week, has no, That's so. true. Where do, you, where do you rate him? Go around the table. All, it, it, all it, time. Oh, yeah, he's, you know, top, top six, top somewhere six in there. Time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. For 
three or four years there, every week you could bank 30, yeah. no yeah. fumbles, didn't go to ground. Top Pick two up. for me. Yeah, he's, top, he's, he's one for me. Did you, yeah. did you actually see Matthews play, though? No, I didn't. That's the thing but, with me. Um, I can't. Yeah. I'm, pro- I'm probably talking in our era more so. Oh, okay. Than, yeah, more so when we were playing. And, so from oh, the right. time we first played. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, the, yeah 82 onwards or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wasn't Just born a, 82. Well, even you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I? When you, five. When you came in 84 then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how are we going a big out for North is Cunnington. Cunnington. He nearly single-handedly got him over the line. His last quarter, Cunnington, last week. Was absolutely spectacular. His contested possession work, clearance work, yep. the combination of mm. the two. Yep. He's played a couple of games less than all the other blokes who were leading. Yeah. He's no, he arguably was, he leads was, so that's a, number one yep. in those departments. Yep. The combination of those two. It's yep. only that he's missed a couple. We missed one right at the early. Who do you need? Deray in the head, yeah. I think preseason. He he's missed a, one he, there. He's almost when the game needs that. He. He lifts the gear. Yeah. He likes to get his hands dirty and he gets a bit nasty. And yep. That's yeah. what North needs. Yeah, yeah, like I like that. players like that. They've got a couple like that. Zeeville's got a little yeah, bit Zeeble of killer has. in him as well. Yeah. Hey, uh, I tell you what, if you handle as much as the Suns, you don't want to be playing against a team with a bit of killer in them. Well, we saw them last week against St Kilda at Etihad Stadium mm. and they just over-handled so many times. In, a, in particular in that first quarter, they went over the top and, and just caught, put pressure on everyone. And in the end, they turned the ball over and they got scored against. They did rectify that later in the game, but even their uncontested marks and their kicking was a bit rushed. And I think, that I haven't seen a consistent mode or game style. I mean, you've seen them. I haven't seen a lot. They're one team that I haven't seen a lot. You've seen a lot of them. Oh. If you're a Suns fan, what's their brand? What do you expect when you go to the game this weekend against the Kangaroos? Well, or they are you still unsure? Uh, well, I'm sure on a couple of things. They, they'll struggle to lay a tackle on the forward 50. Yep. They, they don't hold the ball in their forward half yep. at all. They they defend from their back half. Then their mode to get it back out. Sard will take things he's playing basketball. He's yeah, yeah. all over the shop. But they ha- don't have a normal mode. So I think they were most impressive when they got over the line against West Coast about four weeks ago. And that was controlled and slow. It looks like Rocket said that was to an extreme. Let's pick it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they go into that bit of a panic mode. So they just need more control. Gets helter skelter, doesn't it? it? it yeah, absolutely, it does. It does. And he, he's only had 65 bounces, Adam Sard, 26 <laughs> yeah, yeah. more than any other player. <laughs> but you're only run 38 steps. Yeah, but you're 100% right in terms of off half back, their best drive comes from Sard and Hanley and Harbour. when it's in general play. Yeah. But from defensive half, they've got to use their leg a lot more. In that second half, they found their way through. And that's why Lynch, he had to come up nice and high. But does that, does that, I mean, Lynch is going through a bad patch of form. But, I mean, you've been, you guys played forward. If you don't have a consistent brand the way you play, it becomes frustrating for forwards, doesn't it? Well, more so for a centre forward. Yeah, you yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can actually get up to the ball. You've put four leads on, you're dumbing yeah. him back. And so what happens is you're running into each other. Yeah. So you, you do need some so predictability. So it doesn't necessarily so you have to be so clear. I was going to say, it doesn't necessarily have to be fast. It doesn't oh, no, necessarily no. have to be slow. No, you need predictable you need players. Yeah. I mean, you can have your Adam Sard's helter skelter. You can have Harbray who takes yeah. them on. Yeah. You can have a college Asney as a kicker. Within those boundaries, as long as they are playing that game, when you see them get the ball, yep. you tend to know what to do if you know your teammates well enough. Mm. It's when they start doing what we just saw then, the donuts bringing and them backwards and somebody stops, retreats and goes around. That might be a kicker going back in reverse. That's when you just end up yep. all over the shop. And that's and where it, opposition will go, I'll just tease that bloke and force them to handle and that's when you'll yeah. squeeze in the back half. So we've got to get a bit smarter. And the, the thing is, we see here on, on screen the predictability, and again, the predict, predict, being predictable can be great, 
But yeah. you've got to have other options. And so Tom Lynch, they're just bombing the ball long to him. And Ruzzi has had a quiet couple of weeks. There's no doubt what we saw last week. He is sore. Yep. And by the sound of things and, and looking through some replays, he looks like he did get crunched early in the Carlton game. So he is genuinely sore. So he's actually, it wasn't better. I don't think he could touch his knees last week. So he's done well to get out there. <laughs> yeah. And so lost that power to get off. But they need to use other options like, like Peter Wright, who is a, a very dangerous forward and obviously big, marks the ball well. And when he gets his chance... It's a good result, those stats there. 26 marks inside 50 from being the target 59 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, results are extremely good. So sometimes, especially early, Peter Wright's got to go up at the ball. You've got to use him, and that'll drag... You know, last week we saw Brown anchor Tom Lynch yeah. to the ground. Carlisle, predictable, come across. Robertson come across. You need to mix up your options going forward. And they even had Jared Witts um, push forward, and that threw a little bit more of a, hang on, Carlisle, who are you going to yeah, go yeah. to now, which... I think they've got to get a lot more of it, but two metre Peter, once he gets in front of goal, he doesn't miss. He mentioned the smashing before. Poor old Dane Beams is out after that smashing mummy gave him. Absolutely, <laughs> perfectly executed <coughs> hip and shoulder to the shoulder as well, so it's perfectly legal. Kale Hooker comes back for the Bombers as well as they look forward to taking on Brisbane, who show patches, Lynchy. They show and, patches. And, they, and, they, and they've. I don't mind the fact that they have the odd stinker up, you know, in terms of like a stink as in a Barney. Yep. Because a lot of teams say, youngest list, yeah, we can do this to them or whatever, and they're willing to stand up for themselves. Young Robinson on the back line as well. They will well. fight the fight. And that's with on the weekend with uh, Zorko being well held, Dane Beams off the ground in the first minute. It was great to see McCluggage, who um, rightly was the NAB Rising Star nomination for the round, Berry, Young Witherden, um, out of Geelong Falcons, played his first game, looked real classy, user off half-back. There's some good signs. They're obviously still <laughs> developing, but they'll have patches where they'll hurt you and because their first-string midfielders are a so class good, act. Yeah. It's the depth, and that's where you need the young kids to stand up, but they don't stand up week in, yeah, week I out. I think they've been fine. Yep. Brisbane. We knew yep. what we are going to get for yep. them. It's been... Been good. It's been predictable. Essendon, and the team we probably didn't know what we were going to get. Yep. Um, and they're overall. I mean, you can talk about the last three minutes, which has been was poor. But a lot of teams have done that. I mean, they've been good. So they've been real good. I think. I mean, I think coming off the back, of, with all due respect to Brisbane, coming off the back of a really bad loss, they probably needed. And I don't want to be disrespectful yeah. to Brisbane, but they probably needed to play Brisbane because that could have been a damaging game mm. for them, Derm. If they'd have been coming up against a real high-quality side this week, but I reckon Woosh would be going, right, boys, razor sharp. We've got a chance to win mm. this week. Yeah, let's forget. Forget they would have gone over it. Let's forget it. And let's get back onto the line. We know what we're going to get from them. We never know what we're going to get from this bloke, Nathan Brown, Sportsbet. Welcome. But we have no idea what he's going to dish up today. <laughs> How are you, good. mate? Yeah, good boys. How are we all? Oh, Tremendous. Yeah. A bit yeah. lighter in the pocket after yeah. <laughs> after all these naught to three results. Oh, the twenty-four up promo that we've been running. Uh, been good. The five hundred and fifty grand kick that Walters had last week. So Fremantle went up. More than 24 points. We paid Adam Fremantle. Then Walters had the shot at the end of the game. He misses that. 15 metres Geelong out. Geelong all get paid out. So he paid out on both. So it was a 550 grand wow. kick term. Out of your kick. Yeah. Well, oh, no, not mine personally. We're going to ride down the sports betting. Oh. Now, uh, Hawks and Collingwood, they're perfect for the 24-up promo. The Hawks led by 36 uh, last time they played and then came back. So we paid out. would have paid out both. Luke Bruce. First goal scorer three times this year, and he caught, kicked three goals last time. Now, Port Tigers had some money on the Tigers, would you believe, Ruzi? Uh, double the money on the Tigers. It's only early days, obviously. But Port, the number one contestant mark side, number three marks on a lead forward, and Robbie Gray's the number one goal assist player. 
So they're very reliant up yep. forward. So if you take out Robbie Gray, that's where the Tiger money's coming from. Maybe if Rance goes to him, I'd be getting on yep. very, very quickly. And Melbourne, Sydney, opened the Ds up at $1.80, but that market swung around. Now, the Sydney side are the favourite. Two and a half times the money on the Swans. And I've got a special around of Paul Roos mega bet. And I've got to get in character for this one. I've got to get in character for this one. So I've got the, uh, oh, the, the mullet, the oh, mullet out for the Paul Roos. Back in 1996, Roosie, yes. you had 24 kicks in a game. So I've put all the stats. Yep. So we've put a mega bet. Wow. Yeah. around Paul Rue. So yep. Melbourne, Sydney, the great coach of those two sides. Yep. If any player has 24 kicks, Dermot... Any player? Friday night, it's $11. We were going to do it with tackles, 24 but kicks. you only average 0.6 tackles per game. <laughs> so so it's so pretty hard to tackle if you got the ball, champ. How many handballs? <laughs> there was very few handballs in his 24 <laughs> kick Which game. So I went was back. It? it was against, uh, against Melbourne, round yep. 18, 1996. Like a kick. Nine you were kicks. very, very good. So yep. 24 kicks, any player gets it. Eleven dollars to Paul Ruse mullet oh, like mega bet. That's I great, like Brownie. Ruse had nine kicked on him on that day. <laughs> <laughs> and on gamble that note, thank you, mate. Uh, yes, gamble responsibly. Uh, GWS after the break, boys. <laughs> well I thought this was a rehearsal. <laughs> We're 45 minutes in. No, no. Yeah, I just heard three, two, one. We're on. Okay. Port Adelaide taking on Richmond. Uh, and it's been described as a battle of the uh, two teams in the front half battle because we know Richmond like to hold it in. They have pace yep. and they will tackle with their small men and hold it in. Port Adelaide hold it in and they actually kick for the pockets and say, right, let's chunk it up in there and get repeat entries that way. Yeah, look, game style is very similar and both teams will want to yeah, play it in their front half. But the personnel is vastly different. I mean, I think that's why Richmond find a lot harder to score. I mean, personnel-wise, you look at the, the talls, you've got Charlie Dixon at 200, Justin Westhoff 200, Trengo 197, Ryder when he's down there 197. So they're able to dump, kick it back in, even if it's in the pocket, if they don't mark it, it goes out. It's hard work re-entries often for, for Richmond because you've got Rewald who has to get to every contest. Caddy's up there a bit, 186, Butler, Edwards, you know, Rioli. You know, so a lot of time it's trying to get it on the ground and, and snap it when you, you're looking at re-entries. And you're spot on, Ruzi. Plus 17 and a half minutes for Port Adelaide yeah. at Adelaide yeah. Oval when it's in their fort. Like, yeah. that is incredible. So and it's hard work. It out. is. And at ground level, um, there's not the class in Richmond's forward half compared to Port Adelaide's. I mean... Obviously, Gray, Wingard, yep. those sort of players. Massive game for Port Adelaide still. I mean, they're sitting fairly pretty up there in the top half of the, the ladder, obviously. But they haven't beaten the top eight side for the season. We're round, going into round yeah. 15. That, that's a big stat they've got to get over. And, I mean, obviously, a couple of very good inclusions in Broadbent and Polak coming into this side. So, again, those good runners. One sets up off halfback well, and, yeah. and Polak's been in good Young touch. Young can't keep the... his position, can he? No. Yeah, Port Adelaide. He shows he's glimpses every, every year when he when Well, runs. last year there were times he kicked three, five. four, five goals yep. in a game. I reckon if somebody, if he kept, that keeps happening, somebody says, hey, come to us, yep. we can offer you a contract. We'll, we won't guarantee you, but yeah. we'd say you're going to play 22 he's out a, of 22. He's a competent AFL player. Yeah. Well, both those players, Jakey Need's gone out. So Young yep. and Need both gone out of the yeah, side. So Look, they get a game Bulldogs could else. use a Young. Yeah. 
Needless to say, Basher Hawley is a big out. Now, we yeah. don't know how long he's going to be out for because I thought what Richmond did I'd really say well. He'll miss this week. Yeah, I think he's going to miss this week. Well, I've got him out, obviously. Um, <laughs> Bruzy gave him a reference. He'll be right. <laughs> oh, but, I was having a laugh at that during the week. I thought, well, we went to the tribunal. He didn't. Did you ever Went go? once for. Uh, Abusing an umpire, and the umpire apologised to me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what about if we had gone up with, with... I love the straight parts. Letter <laughs> recitals, you know, of character reference. Mother Teresa wouldn't have gone Oh, no. God, no. no. Not a chance at all. But Great effort. He'd do it all by stealth. He wouldn't whack anyone. He'd just, just <laughs> But the rebound, away. Richmond's he's rebound, a he's a huge out. What Richmond did really well, and this is what's going to be fascinating, that battle, Derm, is because Port have been great plus 17 minutes, as you said. Richmond were really good rebounding. They went coast to coast. Now, Carlton defend differently to what Port do, but that's where Richmond have differed this year, a lot around their forward pressure, their small forwards. Is that because if, if Carlton don't get the shot at goal, it comes it out comes fairly quickly and, and, and they Carlton will defend more their defend end. Deep. Yep. Carlton defend deeper than what Port do, but they, they do challenge it. Like Rance, we've lauded his... Um, ability to defend, but he's quick. They're quick to hit the ground and run off, and that's. Yep. I think it's going to be critical if they can hit the ground and run. But that's where Hooley, because Hooley's a Hooley's a guy that gets it once and follows up and gets another one, and he's got really good skills that he's yep. able to kick a really nice drop punt to under a lot of pressure. So they're yep. going to they're going to really miss him in that in that regard. Where they're well set up, I think Port Adelaide through the middle of the ground, obviously got a lot of talent through there. I think Paddy Ryder's uh, reintroduction into AFL football has been incredible. Of yep. all of the suspended players from Essendon, I would have him at the very top. Yep. I wasn't here for your All-Australian chats around midfield and that stuff. But he's my All-Australian ruckman at he this figured, stage. But he didn't didn't make, make it. it in you cut him out. But yeah. I, I, I've got him right up there yeah, because what he does, yeah. he's a clearance operator. He spreads from the contest extremely well. And you talk about the power forwards they've got. They've got him as another option if he wants to drift forward. He's one of the true ruckmen who can play. I mean, there, there are a few ruckmen who can go forward and be a target yep. and do all right. Yeah. They're rare, but there is hardly any true ruckman who can go forward and be a leading target as well. Paddy Ryder can lead at the footy as a stay-at-home type forward. Yeah, and two weeks ago he was winning the hit-outs but they were losing the clearances. Yep. And then Kenny Hinkley, smart, goes, right, I'll just go forward. We'll get an impact out of there mm. because yep. uh, we'll flip it on its head. So his flexibility and also the dump kick when they get it out. He's the one on the wing because of obviously his aerial work. Yep. It, Friday just... night game's big, Derm, but is the Giants-Geelong game the biggest game for the weekend in terms of where we expect those teams to finish? Well, a lot of people are, are saying now with their forward predictions they think the Cats can finish second. I tend to think the Giants will finish a minimum two games clear on yep. top. Yep. Probably three. Wow. I think by the time they get the band back together... Well, you look at the, some of the ins this week. Oh, what it? about the ins yeah. they get this yeah. week? It's, it's insane. Yeah, Rory so Lobb. Kelly James, and James Smith. Belushi. Yeah. Get the band back together. <laughs> yeah, they well, are Rory too. Lobb played on the wing in the twos on the, Half a on game. the weekend. Half a game. Just yeah. wandered around. <laughs> very, <laughs> very, very handy. Devin Smith comes it's back. It's a, it's a massive game. I just think maybe... A couple of key outs. Scott Selwood out of yeah, the side is, out, is yeah. a big out. Does a really good job. He, you know, he's someone who could do the uh, Dylan Shield run with role. Uh, whether his brother is out with concussion, I suspect he probably will be. I mean, I think it's a long season. The young man Stewart's been very good for them too. Funny enough, these mature age recruits, when they come in, they're not like playing like bit with roles, that rush of a, yeah. a, an 18, 19 year old. 
they're actually mature. Yeah, they're, they're what you pay for. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've played footy, even though it's at a lower level. They're mature yeah. and they're calm with the ball. I think Tom Stewart's been very good for that. We saw something last week, and, and Stevie Joe yep. could be accused in the past of saying he prefers to kick a goal more than hand one off. Like but any I'm, good forward. <coughs> but he did go through <laughs> a stage where he did share it a lot down at Geelong. They had that uh, goal yes. assist competition. So talk but us through this. Well, this is the one here, and uh, the, oh, the, his leading patterns here. Tony now, Green's got the ball. Yeah, obviously he sees that Jeremy Cameron hasn't got a man, so he leads away from the contest to create space over the back. So he, he's basically by himself in the in the forward line. <laughs> you Did think you, he might have been sneaking? You picked that up well. You'd never seen that before, had you? I hadn't seen no, that. He's trying to, to you when you've got no idea what I you're talking it up, about. Though. You picked it up. Yeah, you're nice forward. Yeah, so it. No, would have been a dumb defender. Well. <laughs> Hey. Funny, funny you mentioned that. that was, you gave me a rap then. <laughs> no, I did. You know we've got I potted you last week, but I gave you a rap You know this we've week. got a podcast? No. Yeah, we've got a podcast. You can podcast this. And I, I've been busy the last few weeks, so I haven't seen it. So I podcast the um, show a couple of weeks ago. Got on the plane, went back to sleep, listening to him cooking me about not being overly enamoured with the agate in my early days. So I, I, was, I, I thought the way you picked that up. Beautiful. And that's indicative of your development as a player. Right. No footy, went down back. Saw the way a good player did it down back and then went forward and was able to pick up the game and you've done that extremely well. Well, you well. couldn't acquire the agate if you've got to pick up three people down there and you're normal. That's like when he goes out to toss a coin when he was a captain. Did he walk over to pick up the ball and as you walk past go, recognise yeah. this <laughs> thing? <laughs> Matty, Matty Rendell wasn't happy with him one night. Why? What do you mean? He got a he got a game. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we walked out. Yeah, there wasn't Bundy. Like many teams. Big yeah. Bundy, my was, first year. Big Bundy wasn't getting a game in '88. He Big was Johnny on the, he was on the nose, just and he got a game like eight weeks in a row, not touching the, the seed. And, and dead set, he walked out, and you could tell he was half flat getting picked. Oh, That's embar- how bad was he was going. He's embarrassed getting picked. Are they just going to play yeah. you into form? Somehow. Yeah, big, Somehow. Matt, wasn't big Matty happen. Rendell looked at him and gone, You're a genius. How on earth do you keep getting the game? <laughs> you are a genius. <laughs> I was that far from going up to Parker and saying, Mate, just get me out of here. <laughs> drop me. <laughs> just drop me, for God's well, sake. Well, one bloke he could have learned from was Dylan Shield. Uh, yeah. what a, how extraordinary was his opening? He played the game, got 38. Touches of the of the agate, but what about at the seven minute mark? He'd had nine touches. Well, I, re- of I reckon it was even more than that. I reckon it was three and a half minutes. He had seven. He was on target for a couple hundred. I mean, <laughs> he, he was flying. Yeah. I mean, and that's again we talk about that. He's level. a different hard runner yeah. to say a Tom Scully that will yeah. just run and run and run. He'll gut run, then go off and have a good solid rest, then back on and again. And you know that's the thing. If you're picking the eyes out, and look, if you get them, which, which you can't, but if you're picking, it depends on what team you are as to what player you pick. Yeah. Do, if you're an opposition team, do we pick Scully first? Do you pick Kelly first? Do you pick yeah. Ward first? Do you pick Shield first? Yeah. Do you pick Whitfield Shields first? Shield's the damage. Yeah. Shield's the damage. Shield's draws the speed, away from the power, contest, yeah. and he's the game changer. I've yeah. always been a massive fan of the way We've he plays got his footy. 30 seconds yeah, I was going out. Scully will play 100 of game time. Yeah, he yeah, plays sixty yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, thirty and racks so, it up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the good thing is, you've got the is it the buy next week? We got a buy next week. You might as well throw the break. Well, we we, I don't know if you're here. So, but so he's you're had, taking the week off. Next he's week. had nine in three minutes. You took nine in nine weeks. That's how long it took you. That's how long it took you to get nine. Frank, your mate is in next Thursday Fantastic. night. Three sixties on next. I'm pretty sure they'll talk about Bashak.